Okay. You didn't know we were doing a podcast, right? I, yeah, I think I remember that. I mean, no one only, shouted it? It's only been, it's, I only took one week off. Yes, we'll get into that. But for now, I think it's time to do that thing. Do that, Diddy. Excuse me to, uh, allow me to adjust. Oh, wait, I'm wearing sleeves. This is really going to throw the audience off. Hang on. Just What audience? That's true. All six of them. <laughs> it's the gun show, baby. We got to give them what they want. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe, I've said too much, the peanut allergy of internet radio. My name is Mike, and I'll be processing this show with Tree Nuts. I'm joined as always by my good friends, Izzy Swan, of all things, IzzySwan.com, and Joe Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. By the way, you can get the swag on the website. Maybe I've said too much. I can go sign up and stuff. Bitches love it. I mean, women. <laughs> Sorry, we just had a conversation about this. Yeah, but Why see, for me, bitches me doesn't mean like women. Right, dogs. The, Female the dogs funny part is, is, is when you say bitches, I don't immediately go to females. Like I just think of like people. I in actually general. think guys first, like whiny yeah. little dudes. They like that too. <laughs> Beta males and stuff. So. <laughs> Hey guys, Izzy, welcome back, buddy. Thank you very much. We Glad had our uh, better. our good friend, long long time friend of the show, Wim, step in for you last week. He was uh, he was terrible in every way, but uh, you know, awesome. He he made us want you back more. Ah, oh, well, thank you, Wim. Yeah, he I, was. I still I feel bad. I still haven't listened to that podcast. So I need to make that a priority. Don't. It's really bad. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's one of our highest rated <laughs> podcasts. Kind of, but don't don't listen yes. to it. I'm afraid to because I think I'll have to like contact every single one of the listeners personally and you know apologize. So. Yeah, it's it got. Well, that's going to take you six minutes. Weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> you can do that all in the same same phone call. Same phone call. Mm. <laughs> so. uh well, welcome back, Izzy. I'm glad you're feeling better. I just, uh, no, but seriously, thank you to uh, Mr. Wim Prest for uh, showing up last minute and uh, doing our show last week. It's been very well received, and uh, I think it's been downloaded like eight or nine times. So we are. Um, we I go, go that far, sir. Well, it's a solid nine. So you know, yeah, um, nine strong. We should probably mention that Joel is recording on location in the in? dark south of Florida today. So, yes, if if he sounds a little different, that is why. I am. Well, I am it'll only sound my, different to the people on YouTube. I I'm oh. in my d- dear brother's recording studio, and I'm doing it from Fort Wayne. No, that's Indiana. Fort Worth. No, that's Texas. Fort. <laughs> It's a fort. fort. He's in a tree a fort. fort. I, I think just there is a you, tree fort involved. Just because you put up a bunch of pillows and threw a sheet over it, you can't call it fort it's anything. A, can't, it's not the way it works. Call Florida. I saw a gator today. That was kind of cool. Did you eat it? No, no, no. I was still uh, walking keto. around doing the thing. Yeah, they are, they are keto. keto. <laughs> <laughs> you just I'm not going to go up and tail. ask it. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I think you, you just keto? have to spit out the tail. Hey, buddy, are you keto friendly? Just asking. You look delicious. The, uh, we went to uh, we went to a little town called Amakli, where they have a it's a it's in the kind of the central part of the state, and it's where like all the produce people gather and have a giant produce market, and um, <clears throat> it was it was really cool. We picked up like 
I don't know, an entire F-150 of produce for That's my, a thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, like everything you could think of. Avocados, tomatoes, eggplant, all the peppers, lettuces, and the most amazing looking strawberries ever. So we did that, brought it back to the store. My, my brother and sister-in-law own a, a grocery store and they buy all their produce on site. And I went down on the trip with my brother, Paul, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Do you know what kind of strawberries? Are they seascapes? <laughs> I don't know. No, they're, they're whatever. So the, the, t- my like gardening the t- buddies. Yeah, that's right. So they, the companies that like Driscoll and, and Wellpick and stuff like that, they all have their own like hybrid that they run. And these looked amazing. They taste really good, but they're not, they weren't like super sweet, like the itty bitty berry ones. So, but they, they, they breed How them. How big for were they? Huge. See, huge. Caves. Like, 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 like clamshell sized. Yeah. Those are probably seascapes. Or some iteration of it. Yeah. So for are, those of you who are, are we, curious, there's, are actually, we, there's only really... Are we talking about strawberries right now? Is yeah, really, we are. Okay. Well, right. And for those of you who are curious... Well, you're, we're going to get into the gardening thing here in a second. I just didn't know it permeated even his trip down there. So no. well, I, I'm in. Go ahead. No, there's Go. there's really only three base, base I guess, base models of uh, strawberries. <laughs> Before right. you had the windows? Right. There's the Juneberry, um, which produces in June. Um, and it produces buttloads of medium to large berries. And then there's the Everberry, evergreen strawberry, which produces all summer long, but they're usually small and um, they don't, not a big yield. And then there's the seascapes, which are probably the more popular. They produce twice a year and they're big. They're, they're getting they're bigger like and bigger. They're like the cantaloupe of right. yeah. strawberries. Yeah, these, these, yeah. This is not like a one bite. This is like a three or four bite. I got, you know, I, that's I can't help but think that yeah. if Reclaimed Audio was talking about this, we would torture them incessantly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Except they've made their seventeenth guitar. Yeah. This so week. I took all the uh, I took the strawberry stems and I made a guitar out of them. I, I poured them a into epoxy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna plant it in the ground and it's gonna grow baby guitars. And then I will, Hey, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I I've got a Bloody Mary with spicy pickles because I don't know how you drink your Bloody Marys, but they have to have spicy pickles. What do you been well, up to? I, I don't drink my Bloody Mary. Oh, God. I have been watching the Bob Ross of gardening uh, on YouTube and Instagram <laughs> um, for the majority of the weekend. So um, I've actually been, uh, this weekend has been uh, what we would deem as miserable, I think. So I have been uh, I, uh, changing up some medicines and uh, I've had a migraine for three days now and Basically had to drink a fifth of something to just be able to come do the show. So, but um, outside of that, everything's good. <laughs> so, yeah, if you see me looking down a lot, it's because the screen is killing me. But outside of that, <laughs> everything is fine. So. Oh, man. But, no uh, yeah, you know, just just waiting to slip slowly into death. Let it take me away. But, um, no, everything's been good. I actually uh, I went out into the shop for a little bit. Um, my daughter has a guinea pig cage since, you know, we were talking about strawberries, might as well lose the rest of the audience, but, uh, I put plexiglass around the whole thing or, or what I like to call uh guinea glass, which is not what you, uh, you is know, that one of those new guinea glasses? Yes. The guinea glass. Yeah. Um, 
which actually all my, some of my friends from upstate New York think I'm being derogatory about them when I say that, but that's a different type of guinea. These are guinea pigs. So, um, yeah, they're pretty, uh, you know, so I did that and I cut the hell out of my finger. Um, so if you see me sucking on that, it's because it hurts like hell and I'm being a giant baby about it. But, uh, yeah, you know, good stuff. I, uh, I didn't have to do any, uh, sanding this weekend. So that's always a good thing. I did make Wait a uh, you didn't, some. You didn't tell me why you enclosed your guinea pig in a so in a so airtight okay. box to watch so it my, suffer and die. My dog died. Um, you know, and and I by died I mean we killed it. So he was you know we took him to the vet and had his life right. taken, and that's the humane thing to do because reasons. But uh, so we were down there and and after our dog murder, all the kids were sad and stuff. So we decided okay we're gonna get something else, but I'm not doing another dog. So we ended up with guinea pigs, and they are goddamn gross in every way. <laughs> something. I mean they're adorable and but. Yeah, shit gets everywhere. So the guinea pig cage like has maybe a three inch barrier and then it's all cage, you know. So um, I put six inches of plexiglass up so that they're not kicking all of their shit and um, the straw and all that stuff out of the cage onto the carpet. You know, those things live for like 18 years. Yeah, I'm aware. But uh, listen, you know, when, when your daughter's crying, you, you go this one <laughs> and then you come home. And that's basically, yeah. <laughs> Well, That's if it's any consolation, they're fine for open spit cooking. I don't. Yeah, know. I got it. So they, I mean, the only thing is now that we've got the, uh, the Ginty glass, cause they're called Ginty pigs in my house. Um, so now that we have the Ginty glass up, the, uh, there's not as much stuff all around the cage. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, and they're actually really cute. You pick them up, they just kind of sit there, they nibble on your chin, um, you know, weird stuff. So. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Out of me once. Yeah, they they bite pretty hard, and they like your knuckles. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we we you know we do what we can with them. So, but quality. Uh, yeah, I won't let one near my balls because I'm not that brave. So right, because you're not into that. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what a guinea bite on your balls feels like, and I'm going to die without that knowledge. I'm completely fine not knowing. So. But, uh, I bought a fedora yeah. today. I, t- I took Margo to the dirt You mall. bought a fedora? I bought a fedora because, you know, Florida. And, yeah, I mean, like like straight up Panama Jack white <laughs> fedora. Are, the fact that you're not wearing that for this podcast. I should be really wearing it. really makes me start to question. It's in the car, and it's I, I should be wearing uh, it. Really, I, you know, I thought we were better friends than this. <laughs> I really oh, did. No, you're not better friends. I just made a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, I've gone uh, I've gone shirtless on the show a couple of times just, you know, to I don't know, get more less views and really show how that works, but yeah, <laughs> stuff. Well, the so, um uh, yeah, the the uh the the mall was amazing because it was, you know, it's a giant flea market, but it's all enclosed and like it's just like if you started a fire in one side and okay. you you had it 10 minutes before anybody noticed the whole place is built ever see those towns in like rio de janeiro that are built on the dumpsters like Mm -hmm. like the the giant the giant garbage piles where it's just like one metal hut and sticks and one metal hut and sticks and they're all connected together Mm -hmm. and it's like on these this is exactly that except it's concrete and not trash but it's exactly that. I'm having a hard time looking at you without the hat on. I'm going to be honest. I, I just, 
You want me to go get the hat? Yeah, the we have people screaming is, in the comment section. The rest the of the show is completely ruined Jesus for me at this Christ. point. Go, I'm not even sure. Go do the podcast for a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know we're live, right? <laughs> I'm going now. All right. Well, well, we ruined that. Well, Izzy, we'll talk about what you've been up to while he's away. Nothing. All right. So hopefully he comes back quick. <laughs> so I've been relaxing. I, I, I've been... Um, Taking a very relaxing week, and for those of you who, who don't know, I had a little spot of pneumonia, so I've been trying to take it easy. Um, so I just uh, I built a couple small projects. I did a little buffet for my indoor growing garden, and I built a little, I don't know what you even call it, just a little stanchion for doing microgreens. I just I posted a video about it this morning on the tubes. I've already watched it 15 times, by the way. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, I did do a, a, a little... Um, so, I have all this uh, all the sandpaper I got from the Klingspore event. And I know everybody loves when I talk about Klingspore. But uh, mm. I'm a Klingspore whore. Hashtag spore whore. Right that's on. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, it was actually... Uh, this is actually That's got to be a thing. First project I, I, you know, like, I guess, serious project I've done since mm-hmm. the new tools in the shop. And um, I was, you know... Every time I turned this on, I was like, Kling Sports, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I have sandpaper that I paid for, so I don't <laughs> I don't know about any of that. But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, I, just, I made a little sandpaper holder. Actually, uh, the video you posted when you first moved into the new shop downstairs um, is uh, basically what, uh, what kind of prompted that. So... I hope when, when Joel comes back that this fedora is like neon green or something. No, it's white. So, he said it was white. He's like... No, I know. I know. That's, I don't know that's going to be enough. We got a drug dealer fedora thing going on here now. He's got to look like uh, like a member of Caddyshack or something. Right on. So. Right on. So, yeah. So, I've been doing that. I've been thinking. I got a lot of projects coming down the pipe I've been planning for. I've got to actually have a client build, which I haven't done in ages coming up. And I think we're actually going to make a video about that. So, I've got to... Kind of a higher end, um, I guess you would call it a sitting chair, just a, a relaxed a chair to relax in. That's walnut and hmm. cherry and leather. Oh, God, here he comes. Let's see this thing. <laughs> oh, it does not disappoint. <laughs> right, it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> I'm a fine looking man. Oh, I don't even know what you just did to me. Yeah, so I got a I got a fedora because it's hot in Florida. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. <clears throat> it's it's February I've, I've and it heard. was eighty seven degrees. Yeah, everybody that lives in Florida are crazy. Yeah, they're insane. But I've got my mm. Bloody Mary. I've got my fedora. I'm fitting in nicely. <laughs> I'm still pasty white. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, what did I miss? Anything exciting? No. We talked about uh, Izzy sitting there doing the very little. So, I'm being told that my microphone sounds like shit on the uh, on the audio currently, but it seems to be recording just fine locally. So, sorry, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 fine. Hey, got a question for you. Yes. I want to talk about you know getting the negative things and the rejections and the things i want i want want your input how to avoid negativity yeah yeah you know like 
not we're necessarily talking about how to deal with negativity or how to avoid no, I, it. No, I mean, I, 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 I don't. A, I don't avoid negativity because I have a personality that brings it out in others. Like, <laughs> like you're an asshole. That's not uncommon. But but once you have it, I'd be more interested to see how you how you deal with it, Mike. I assume your thing is just to escalate it until it, it blows up nuclear. Um, I mean, if listen for me, new, so dealing with negativity, um, I, there's a, there's a couple different people. Uh, I'll let you decide which one you think I am. So there are people that kind of you know they 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 sort of pussyfoot around it a little bit, try to avoid confrontation you know, ignore it, you know, this type of thing. And then there's people that go, uh, hey, douchebag, douchebag, calm down with that. that. And then, uh, you know, so, so I'm one of the two. But, uh, yeah, if you go, if, I mean, if you're around a lot of negative people or a lot of negativity, I mean, that's, it's really hard not to become a part of that or let it like get to you. Right. Right. So for me, I always find that uh, one of the things that, and this is after years of therapy, I kind of came to the conclusion that this was a thing. But um, one of the things I figured out is that um, you're not responsible for other people's happiness. Right? So as far as the, um, as far as everybody's happiness is concerned, people who aren't happy, you're not there to make them happy. You know, you can be there to try to change the subject, change the mood, you know, say something different. But if they're just negative, sometimes it's just best to avoid them and sort of stay away if at all possible. So. I like that. That's, like, like your responsibility ends where, 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 if, assuming you're not being a dick, like assuming you're being a fairly decent person, your, your responsibility starts and stops there. If somebody takes giant offense to it then that's on them not you um would you, yeah, would I mean, you say that at some point you're i mean your your happiness has to trump other people's right like i mean that's you know if you're just going to be surrounded by people who are always pulling you down and being a dick and you know you just got to kind of find a way to avoid that get away from it and sort of move on right i mean it's just most of the time, you're better off just avoiding it. One thing you find is most people don't want to be the negative Nelly and bringing it to their attention that that's who they are. A lot of times is enough, right? Just, I mean, I've had people that I've worked with like, Jesus, dude, do you ever have a good day? Like just, you know, saying something like that to them is just, it's enough to just kind of, you know, kind of just bring to them light like, oh my God, am I really the negative guy in the office? You know, it's it's like, or, you know, or sometimes I'll have somebody who's just going off and they might be in the middle of a rant that's rightfully deserved. I'm like, dude, you got five minutes to get that out. You know, like just like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm more comfortable kind of calling people out on it. So a lot of people don't like to have that, that attitude. I mean, that makes sense. I certainly understand. I mean, I think we've all worked with people that are just nothing's ever right. Nothing's ever good. Like they walk in the door and it's, you say good morning. And they're like, what's good about it? And like, that's how they start off every day. And it's not just like, like the, it's fine. Like everybody has a moment. Everybody can have issues. Car gets broken into the night before, whatever, um, you know, whatever the thing is. 
but it's it's like some people that you've you've you work with and like everybody has this where they're just they're just horrible every single day it's people i dread even talking to in the mornings like listen i'm barely hanging on by a thread here this is a monday i need to i need to keep it together and having a conversation with you is not going to help me yeah and and i see i like for me i can go off the deep end pretty easy so i avoid that stuff at all cost yeah just you know it's nothing for me to just be like i'm not having this conversation like but you know it's just easy to ignore people that are like that sometimes you know and and sometimes it's not i mean sometimes the people that are constantly negative are people you have to talk to have to report to you know if you've got a boss who's negative or you know somebody who's the loud mouth in the office who's just always bringing everything down i mean sometimes you just got to tell them hey too much, you know. I mean, sometimes it's personal stuff. You know, you might have a family member who every time you get on the phone, it's so and so and this and that. You know, it's just sometimes you just got to tell them, hey, listen, Jesus. Every time I talk to you, I think about you know drinking a gallon of gasoline and just standing by a microwave. I mean, you gotta, you know, maybe maybe say something nice every now and again. Right. But. Right. No, I I know. I've I've worked with people like that. Izzy, what do you do to people who are negative? Besides throw them in a <laughs> throw them in a barrel and toss them into a creek. <laughs> Nobody can see that. <laughs> for, for people who are listening. <laughs> that was the flick of a knife. <laughs> Supposedly. He just, he just opened a switchback bowie knife. Um for me it's it, I, that's a really slippery slipper, slippery slippery slippy. Slippery That's slope? a slope at Tony Rulo's house. Slippery slope. Ooh, that's a three hundred yard slippery slope. Yeah. Man. Um. For me, I'm um. Uh, I'm. I guess a pretty emotional creature. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand negativity. Um. There's some kinds that you just have to deal with. There's a lot of different types of negativity, and I think you know, uh, if you're in a relationship, you end up dealing with um negative feelings and emotions sometimes, and those are unavoidable. Those things are unavoidable. Uh, how you deal with them, I mean, that's. Uh, for me, it, it depends on the, the, the situation. If it's one of those things where um, it's just a blame game, I, I, I tend to walk away from that. I'm like, if you know, you want to have a conversation about the way you're feeling right now, I'm fine with that. If you're just going to sit here and point fingers at everybody and blame how miserable you are and everybody else, then that's your own problem. You need to deal with that on your own. I can't help you with that no matter what I say. Um, so that, that's one way of dealing with negativity. If it's like, uh, some of the times we see negativity online, that's pretty easy. I, I ban them. I just get rid of them. Um, there's no point. My life is too short for that kind of crap. Drama, negativity, I have no interest in it. You know, that's a, that's a pond you can go play in by yourself. I got other ponds to fish in. I'll go there. Um, you know, I, it's like anything else. I avoid, I avoid that stuff like the plague, you know, and, um, I positioned myself so I can avoid stuff like that because I don't want it in my life. And too much of that really, it drags me down. And when you start getting, when you start dealing with that on a day-to-day basis or dealing with negative, you know, you know, or letting it overwhelm you, it affects everything. It affects your creativity. It affects your production. It It affects your mental attitude towards things. So, I mean, that's a pretty powerful thing we're talking about right now. And I think we all tend to deal with it in our own ways a little bit differently. Some may be a little bit less healthier than others. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think we're, we've opened up a giant can of worms. Um, you know, and I, I, 
I wish I had a better approach to it and I wish there was like a happy answer. But for me, it's just, um, you know, deal with it when I have to. I'm, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination going to avoid it. Um, I don't mind having a conversation with somebody who's having a bad day or, or wants to talk about things, but it better be a conversation. Pointing fingers and blaming people and that, that's childish. That's what, that's what kids do. Um, so I, just, I have no time for that business. Um, I, I have a funny analogy. So my brother's a pilot and he flies all over the world. Like every other pilot, he has a bajillion hours under his belt flying jets. And, um, you know, it's just, it, that's what they do. They get in the cockpit, they turn on the engines, they fly people from one side to the other. They train every few months, they get recertified. They do their doctor certification and, uh, um, basically uh, all the pilots are trained to do this and this is what they do every day. So when you go to a really good company, like a, like a Delta or SkyWest or, or United or something, you want to fly the big jets and you want to work for a company. Well, they have a, a giant pool of people they can choose for these fairly limited gigs, right? So you're flying the best airplanes, you're flying them long distances, that's the best pay, you get to have rotating crews, you know, all the things that at the best tier of your job. And so they don't hire you based on what you do because everybody's roughly the same. If you're a pilot and you're doing your job, you have your logbook and these are the things you handle and this is the stuff that you do. and Everybody is roughly the same. What they look for very specifically is what's your personality. You, you have to be in these very close quarters with these folks working for sometimes nine or 10 hours or longer, even on international flights. You can't have people that are going to disrupt the flow of getting that safe job done. So when they, do these hiring interviews and things for, for, uh, airline pilots, it has very little to do with their experience because once you get to a certain point, 10,000 hour, 20,000 hours, whatever it is, you've flown an airplane enough. You are now an expert, a master level to even be considered for the job. So that just, that's just a thing. They check mark the box saying, is he qualified? Then the next 50 questions are, what's he like? What's his personality? Who has he worked with? Who are his references? He or she, actually. And that becomes a lot more important to that field because everybody is an expert when they're at that level. So it, it's, um, and I, I do the same thing at our shop where we have somebody that's doing a job. We don't keep negative people around. Um, it is, it's imperative when we're working four or five people in a small shape, uh, you know, shop, then we can't, we just can't deal with, we don't have, there's no buffer. You're, you're working side by side with somebody on, on tools, or you're being the second guy on catching boards to the planer or something like that. There has to be some, you know, good working relationships 
and it's it's just an it's an instant and easy way to get let go um because because it's 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 uh it's even more um it's even more uh black and white than is he a skilled craftsman well there's various shades of skilled craftsmen yeah they can do some things but maybe he's slow right or maybe he can't do some things but he's really fast at other things you know those things are all kind of the the gray area but is it can he get along with the rest of the shop that's an easy one yes or no mm-hmm. well you can't teach attitude right i mean right. that's the i can i can train you how to use a sander and a cnc machine and my business i can I can teach you what a mortgage is and how to do one. You know, I mean, I can go through the motions and all that stuff, but I can't teach attitude. You know, you just, you either understand like how to work and be around other people or you don't. Right. You know, and that's, that's not something that's, that's not really a skill set. It's just, you either have that or or you don't. I, I find that a lot of people have a hard time understanding the difference between a bad day and a bad life. You know, and that's the, People have a real hard time sort of understanding that, okay, um, you know, is today, is today a really just, am I having a bad day or do I really just have a bad life? <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. I, I don't, I don't know that that's, um, I, I don't know. You know I mean? That's the, but I mean, like I say, when you get to the situation where you have that, like you, you find a way to deal with it. Um, you know, you can either be quiet or, you know, like I said, I always say something. I get to the point, my, my sister and my cousin, they work for a company. And uh, every time I get together Christmas or any holiday, they just sit there and bitch about, you know, everything constantly. You know, and it's just like, okay, e- either quit or shut up. You know, I just, I, or at least don't talk about it every Thanksgiving. So right. It, it's right. just a, you know. Right I've seen people passed over for positions and like, you're highly qualified. You know, when I worked in corporate stuff and you do really amazing work, but we just can't have you doing this at any higher level because you'll affect morale. And, and we need you to lead when you get to this, like say going from like a non-management level to a management level or going from a slightly higher to the next level be mm-hmm. like <clears throat> your attitude just you can't we have to pass you over and, and actually usually they never actually bring it up it's usually when they start asking questions hey i've been here year longer two years longer four years longer how come this guy got the thing and they're like listen you know we put it in your review every year your he's not a dick. Sucks. he's not a dick <laughs> you know i don't there's only so much that people can can handle of of that attitude and, and izzy's right if it's on social media and it's as easy as clicking the band hammer you know bam gone just just leave leave the good stuff get rid of the sour grapes so yeah yeah no it's it's a lot harder when it's in uh you know, in professional situations, you know, when you're your personal situations, when you're around family, it's a lot easier to talk to those people. It should be easier. Some people have a real tough time. My wife Do has they? a real tough time. Yeah, my wife has a real tough time dealing with, you know, family things. Not not that there's anything particular, but they're, you know, mm-hmm. as all families have issues. If something comes up. Yeah, if something comes mm-hmm. up. You know, she doesn't want to be the one that's starting the feud of this way or that and 
And I'm just, I just walk in the room and be like, you shut the hell up and you shut the hell up and you shut the hell up and I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're bringing the, you're bringing the, you know, tuna casserole, you know, whatever. Yeah. See, I, I, again, I mean that, that's sort of, that, that's very foreign to me. I don't understand that. Like, I've just always been the type of person that says like the thing that's on my mind. Because I can, the thing about me is I can talk myself into and out of any situation. So I don't, I don't really find myself in scenarios where I'm at a loss for words and I feel uncomfortable with any, any way the conversation is going. You know what I mean? Right. So even if it's awkward and, and painful, like I'm, I'm okay to just sit there and have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a lot of people are just going to, you know, they, they try to pull back and I, I don't have that part of me. So when, when people say, oh, I can't do it, I can't, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's, that's just a concept that's foreign to me. You know, just say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just Speak, uh, Speaking of just saying it, Izzy, did you, did you tell him what was going on Thursday and Friday and Saturday? About what? Th- this coming week? Oh, Workbench. Yeah, he knows, you yeah. know Workbench Con is this weekend, right, Mike? Uh, I did. Um, well, I knew it was this weekend. Um, yeah. I've known for a while I can't go, but. I'm not sure what Joel was getting at. No, I was, I was, I was literally just, <laughs> I didn't, Mike gets irritated when, when we see each He's, other. He is going to, this is Joel picking on me because you guys are going to be doing a thing together that I won't be there for. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You just missed it. Gotcha. <laughs> Like he's being negative. Yes. That's mean. He's being he's being a dick. He's being negative. <laughs> I'm not I'm not being I'm not being a dick. I'm I'm simply no, not at all. I'm making sure that you are aware so you can't call me out on it. I'm covering my ass is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> because because oh, Mike well, will the, be like, fine. I just saw people, 72 Instagram the people posts. Who aren't on the podcast don't understand the hypocrisy of our conversation because the second Joel tells me him and Izzy are doing something, I turn into the biggest whiny bitch in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and Izzy, I'm like, God damn it. Pay my job. <laughs> I walk around pouting all day. Everybody's like, Jesus, man, put it, pull it together. <laughs> You're a grown man. Why are you crying? <laughs> Got big CNC machines, dude. This is like the best time ever. Yeah. So. Yeah, complete and total hypocrite when it comes to so. I have to tell you, I'm I'm excited for um, I just we just went through a a financially we just went through a a big kind of end of the year fix. This is kind of our end of the year because Christmas is is the the last hurrah. And we finally get like this is where I start going through inventory and all of our things, and I start trying to figure out what we need for the rest of the year so I can kind of build a budget out and, you know, expenses. And, uh, I just paid off a whole bunch of credit lines and I just got an email because I have like three credit credit monitoring services. And they're like, Joel, (laughs) your credit just went up like a hundred points. I'm like, that's because I just unloaded a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, small businessmen, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, it's very exciting when you, when you look at your, your statements and you go, I'm not sure, 
that I'm, uh, it's the best financial choice for me to live right now. Uh, Margo would be much better <laughs> if she just went ahead and collected the insurance. And that's how it is oh. uh, for basically the month of, of January. I am worth way more yeah. than I am alive. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. It's not even it's proportional. proportional. It would be, yeah, it, it's like a windfall difference uh, if I were to just, you know, throw myself off that building. But fortunately for me, I'm too much of a narcissist to leave the party done <laughs> that soon. So I'm 100% convinced you guys can't do it without me. <laughs> well, that's true. That's, that's, that's very true. And, well, and we, we have not been in talks with your wife about splaying the money at all. Yeah. Now the day I die, one of you guys going to want to run to this house quickly <laughs> because, <laughs> because she's going to be all alone with a whole lot of money. <laughs> she's going to need friends. She's going to need, <laughs> she's going to need somebody to reassure her. Yes. <laughs> hey honey, did you get that direct deposit? <laughs> it's you're not even cold <laughs> cold i'm getting cremated i'm never gonna be cold <laughs> so, i want the ashes still smoking 20 years from now so well yeah yeah oh uh, joking about death is funny <laughs> i love morbid humor i don't know what it is but i just love morbid humor you know, being dead is the only thing we're all going to do, and no one talks about it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's very exciting times. It's, it's, it's just, kind of a negative subject. <laughs> well, it, it can be. Let's try to put a positive spin on it, Joe. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's. <laughs> all right. So I'm dead. <laughs> be, be now, like, I don't know I'm dead, but you guys do. So right. you start interviewing podcast podcast uh, hosts. By the Who's way, the first person you call. That's also how, how idiots feel. Like idiots don't know they're idiots. They don't know they're stupid, but everybody they, else does. Right, but everybody else does. So mm -hmm. it's it's the same same kind of thing. And there there's a number of factors. Like people that have bad breath. Like like they don't they know. know they have they know they know because <laughs> people walk up to them and they go hey and they go oh jeez. <laughs> Hey man, you want gum? No. Mm. Maybe maybe gum would be better for you. All right? No, I, I'm I'm curious about the. Uh, so I die. You guys better Ooh. never offer me gum. Somebody like. <laughs> no. So yeah, not me. I lick my hand and smell my palm. I'm oh, that guy. Well, oh. Oh uh, yeah. That's uh, that's the only true way to test. So, but anyway, I die. Who's the Who's the ne the next person you reach out to for the hosting job? The hosting job. Is this? Do we skip a week for bereavement, or do we just keep plowing yes, on? You better not. I work too goddamn hard to have this thing on every week. I don't know. We uh, uh, even if my microphone sounds like shit tonight, we'd probably have to have somebody on that would handle it uh, with some class and <laughs> dignity that it deserves. So, We're like Justin Christensen or somebody. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, one, that one cut me deep. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, uh, no, we'd probably get, we'd probably get somebody else with a, with a good personality that's easy to work with 
And well, actually, the more I think about this, uh, Mike, we have to have a talk. Guys, we have to have a talk. Do yourself a favor. Don't don't ever give anybody the opportunity to think of life without you. Right. Sometimes right. that thought is better. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Mike. I'm enjoying my... Izzy's back there going, I already built the workbench, so whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't need him anymore. <laughs> no, that's actually, I was going to say we couldn't replace you, Mike. It's not possible. By the way, Joel, the right answer, you dick, is no, we wouldn't continue the show. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah, way to go. Thanks. Of course we wouldn't continue the show. Oh. Izzy, listen, we'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys can work this out at WorkbenchCon. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. We already think you're dead some speaking days anyway. Of, speaking of negativity, I am. I'm preparing my speech or my my presentation for WorkbenchCon tonight. How's it going? Well, I started working on it like two months ago and um, stopped, and I started again tonight, and it has to be ready for Thursday. So <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> oh boy! Are you, uh, are you writing it? Uh, no, I'm just outlining it. You know. Talk about this. Oh, because if you're writing it to, if you're writing it, send it to me. I'm really good with that stuff. Yeah, I'm not. It's, it's, it's um, I'm writing the introduction just so I can, I can get a good grasp on it. Because I, you're, you're opening the show. No, no, no. That's, like, that's, um, that's a uh, beast builder, they call it, where they give you a bunch of stuff to pick from. You get 15 minutes to look through it. Then you get like 45 minutes or an hour or something to build, to build something. That's that's they're doing that at the opening on um, on Thursday night. Mm. Yeah, I'll be doing that. That'll be me. I have a suggestion for how to start it. <laughs> um, so anyway, ladies, back to negativity and gentlemen. <laughs> I wanted to tell welcome, before we jumped welcome, off of negativity. Welcome. I wanted to tell a quick story about growing up, and, and um, if you guys don't mind, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to do that for a minute. And Please, I think, apparently my audio sucks, so the more you talk, the better well, the I, show is for everybody else. I learned at a very young age how to deal with things like this because we were, you know, um, we had to. Um, we lived in a very small cabin, and there was, you know, literally two rooms. There was the living room and my dad's and mom's bedroom, and then we had like this little tiny upstairs where the we all sl- where the three of us kids slept. And it, it wasn't even an upstairs; it was a lean-to. You know, I couldn't stand up straight in there when I was six years old. We had to kind of crawl in there. Um, but anyway, we had a pump in the middle of our kitchen. We didn't have running water or power. We had just this, you know, little kitchen my dad built with a handsaw and some some uh, two by fours, and he installed a hand pump in there so we'd have you know running water all year. We could pump water, and anytime we had something negative to say or we ha- were having an attitude problem or wanted to argue we kind of had this deal where you know you, you just go pump water you pump five gallons of water and that was kind of a running a standing thing in our because we had animals to water all winter long which was like you know 11 and a half months up where i lived so we always we were always pumping water so anytime we had something negative to say or we were angry about something or you know someone was being negative towards us rather than reacting to it the deal was you just go pump five gallons of water and if it was still bugging you after that then you'd have come have a conversation about it you know uh, that was that was kind of the way we dealt with that so i think for me when i start feeling that or i'm around somebody who's acting like that rather than just reacting to it i've i've kind of learned to take a step back and just 
go pump five gallons of water or pump your water in the, in which case uh yeah it's just it was just a neat thing that we did growing up and i think it's helped me a lot through life and just not reacting to things just to kind of um just take a quick step back and and you know think about it for a minute and decide whether or not it's really something that even needs to be dealt with before you know i make a fool of myself so i think that's something that i think more people could do in um in our world you know they see something they don't like and they just react to it and end up making a fool of themselves rather than just taking a step back and um thinking about it a little bit so you know go pump five gallons of water <laughs> i like your way better my, in my house my mother used to go you can shut the f-, and then she'd crack you across the jaw <laughs> and then you didn't really care so much anymore uh, we got we got that too without the f but you know that that was yeah. a pretty serious offense but you know that was uh that was definitely something that happened at our house as well. You know, it's funny because I have uh, I again, you know, talked about therapy a lot, but uh, one of the things that they teach is, um, because when I was a kid, I had a really bad temper uh, and would fly off the handle pretty easily. So if I ever get into an argument with somebody, I always take a step away. Like people are like, they actually get really sort of chilled by how quiet and calm I get because. I have to kind of work through everything in my head before I say something because if I just say something, it gets really bad really fast. Like, really bad really fast. So, like, I'll be, if I'm ever in an argument with somebody and I just kind of take a step back and get real quiet, like, why aren't you talking to me? I'm like, just, I just need a few minutes. Like, because I have to kind of rationalize, first of all, this is that big a deal because I'm prone to ridiculousness. And then, you know, secondly, what should my reaction be to it? You know, that's how I always, this is actually something that's helped me out tremendously because my reaction as a kid used to be just lash out because, you know, you're always getting the shit kicked out of you for something. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, figuring out, is this, is this as big a deal as I thought it was first? And then is this going to be, um, you know, worth what I'm getting ready to do and kind of walking through what that's going to be in my head and, you know. Once you start doing that and you think through, okay, all right, so I'm in jail, I beat up everybody, you know, <laughs> like all these, I did all the worst things in the world, like you kind of start walking through all these things, we start realizing, okay, all of this is kind of ridiculous and it really gives you a lot of perspective, but learning to be like, <sighs> and then, you know, taking a step back in a way just makes it a lot easier. So, yeah, taking does. a step back gives you the chance to get a running start. Well, it's true. The other thing about negativity is when you just react to it, you've just you've lost all your power. You've given your all your power to the person that you reacted to. Um, and I guess what I mean by that is that it's just you you've lost control of yourself when you can take a minute, take a deep breath, step back away from the conversation, or even if it's just you know a moment in your head um, to kind of analyze the situation uh, for what it's worth. Um, you keep that power. You you don't you don't want to lose control. And reacting is just a terrible way to deal with negativity. You don't react to negativity. You have to, um, you know, treat it like it's um. I don't know. Treat it like it's like I, it, I it can, is. It's, it's dangerous. Some I can tell you that thing. The most amazing thing that I ever someone either told me or I just figured out that when Margot and I fight which is rare, but it happens. Uh, I figured out about eight, ten years ago where I would say to her, listen, I would look at her and say, 
I don't think I can have this conversation without being mean. Murder. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think I can do this well enough where I'm not going to hurt you because I'm going to say some things that are stupid. Can we come back to this in about 10 minutes? And I will talk about this all we can. And I have stopped like fights, like in the middle of the fight saying, listen, I know this is super important to you and it's super important to me, but I have to stop because I'm about to be stupid and I need a moment to collect my thoughts so I can really tell you what's going on. And we don't have to live with a week's worth of hatred. <laughs> right. And yes, it's I've worked. had to buy a whole new kitchen table because right. of not practicing this. Yeah, and and it's it's many, one of those many, many years ago. You have to you have to pull the trigger on that one though. And let me tell you, the reaction you get is not usually good. Like it's not like like the reaction you get is like, well, you son of a, you know, it keeps going, and you have to be able to walk away and say, mm. okay, for the benefit of all involved. This is the point. I just take an extra few minutes, and so I. So I'm not on the news tonight, right? So I'm not on the news tonight, <laughs> and it works out really well. Now, if you asked Margot that same question, how <laughs> how does that work? She hates it. She hates it with everything in her body. But she'll also yeah, tell you in the same women breath. Women don't seem to like quiet in the midst of an argument. They don't understand what men are thinking. Right. <laughs> She, oh, I, she's I, I, she's I'm a terrible, amazing. I'm terrible in arguments. So I, I that's the same. I that's a smart move, Joel, because I always, you know, after a fight, and I not don't really have fights anymore. But after a fight, it used to be, um, you know, I'd be 20 minutes later thinking about it and everything that was said. Then I'll think of some really good juicy stuff I could have said during the fight. I mean, like, why didn't I say that? Right. You know? Right. It gives you it gives you an extra second. Yeah. To be now, like, now I, I damn now it. I why didn't I say that? The fight all over again just so I could say what I was thinking. <laughs> so. it's, it, it's more. I'm glad I didn't say that for me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. That would have been the one two knockout right there. And then I'd be I'd be at the the uh, attorneys tomorrow, and half of my shit would be getting divvied up right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's something that I came up with, or if it's something that somebody once told me. But I basically just I stop and I say, "Listen, I am not emotionally available to handle this right now. You need to give me some time. I'll come back to you, and we're gonna we're gonna work this out." And and of course, Margot is not ready for that. She's in the same place I am. She's now emotionally invested into this discussion that we're having and she's ready to rip my face off and I'm ready to rip her face off. And it's, it's what people do when they are passionate about a thing. And, and the, and the podcast doesn't advocate violence by the way. Right. Right. Absolutely we, not. We, we, we do advocate against reclaiming lumber, but we do not advocate violence. But but the but but at some point I I looked at her and said I'm I can't do this right now, we're gonna have to hold on a second until we can figure this out, until we could calm down for a second and took a breather and it works it absolutely like if you have, by, like it just works, and by hold on I mean I'm gonna let go of you, <laughs> right? <laughs> now we may be four stories up, <laughs> but listen, <laughs> yeah. plenty of people survived that. 
Yeah. I always, uh, yeah, I, I've always, I mean, I've just had to get to the point where I've trained myself to just take a deep, deep breath and just kind of walk away because my initial impulse is one of just, you know, when you grow up as a kid in a, you know, household where, you know, you, you, you're sort of in a, what they call resting anxiety, you never know what's going to set somebody off and what's going to cause the next thing that gives you the next beating. You know what I mean? So it's like, when somebody lashes out, your initial response is just lash right out. You know, you just lose your shit and go a hundred miles an hour and that's no way to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a real bad, not in place. It's a real bad no. mindset to keep with you, especially in adulthood. You know, when you get to the point where you know, when you're a five, six year old kid, you can't cause much damage. But you know, when you start to become a man that, you know, can throw, you know, <laughs> throw uh, uppercuts, you know, you start to, uh, you start to be able to create real pain for people. So you got to, you got to figure out a way to kind of control all that. And that, you know, Hey, you need to take a step back and rationalize the next steps of this, you know, and, and you know, the next steps because you've been here before, you know, it's not like, not like you got to make this up as you go along, you know, that There's, at some point this is what's going to happen and this is the outcome. And then it's a lot of apology and you know, just right. Take two minutes, walk away. I, the thing, you know, explaining, Hey, I'm getting ready to do this. I can't do that. There's very few things that I can that I don't like if it's somebody very close, like, like the people that are closest to me, the people that I protect, the people that I provide for the things that, that are the support for those people, you know, there's very little, if somebody comes up to me, I don't care enough about them, you know, to, to have a violent opinion about something. Like if, if somebody, if, if somebody, it takes a lot to set me off unless you're in that little group of really close friends or family, you know, the, the employees, the people that I am there to protect and provide for. And those are the things where it gets knockout drag out. If there's, if there's something in there and the only reason is because I care if you're outside of that group, and you come up to me with some sort of disagreement, I don't even know your name. The chance of me actually caring about what you're talking to me about is almost nothing. Like, that's how unimportant it is. Like, if somebody comes up to me and bumps me in line somewhere and starts getting upset or something, you, I don't, I'm, I don't, I may not even speak to you. I may not even look at you. I might look past you because it's, it's, that's how I deal. Like I only deal with these negativity things inside a certain, like a, in inside a certain fence because the rest doesn't matter to me. Like it just doesn't. You're either part of the group of people that I care about your opinion or you're not. And that's it. See where I have the problem is if somebody bumps into me, I don't care, but if they bump into you, <laughs> Mike the protector <laughs> irrationally so right. so yeah I just uh, I don't know I was raised wrong <laughs> can't be helped but so uh, yeah that's uh, listen you know how to deal with negativity either punch them in the face or walk away yeah and ma- or much. do both <laughs> actually these if you punch not, them in the face and you do it exclusive if you do it well enough and you punch somebody in the face, you might want to run away just yeah. because you're an adult now and you don't have to stick around for the glory. You can think about these fine days when you're sitting on the crapper in 10 years 
but you just don't want to do it behind bars. Like, go ahead no. and just just leave the scene. It's it's better that way. Yeah, you don't. If you have to explain it, you've you've already got problems. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling God, you to leave a scene of a crime the worst or anything. <laughs> this is the worst Dear Abby ever. <laughs> So, uh, Joel, I'm talking to my uh, my boss, and he says, blah, blah, hit that bitch, dude. Like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's, he, he isn't your friend. He doesn't yeah. need is to he, be there. Is he whips out a Bowie knife and hands it to him. If you get him in the calf muscle, they'll never walk again. I'd be like, okay, well. <laughs> get him behind the knee. Yeah. <laughs> that's years, of, that's years of therapy. You know, we got to talk to the Klingspore guys and, and figure out what they sell that can uh, help us with our violence campaign. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, they have an entire <laughs> aisle full of carving stuff. Yeah. Like, if, if something saying, like, isn't, you know, isn't like, like Middle East, like a They need to rebrand something over there as the yeah. altercation aisle. Yeah. They they got the whole, <laughs> they got Lichten, Lichten, Lichtenberg, Lichtenstein, Lichtenstein. Lichten. Tell Mike, tell Mike Coleman to get on this. <laughs> yeah. No one else is thinking of this. Right. They've got, they've got the little, you know, electrodes that you can electrocute yourself with. They've got the, the everyday carry aisle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I'm going to go drink my bloody Mary and I'm going to go right. eat my fish tacos. Well, I'm going to go take enough medication that I forget that I have a head, let alone that it hurts as much as it does. So. But uh, hey, listen, everybody, uh, if my audio sucked tonight, sorry, I can't fix that. And I'm really not feeling good enough to care. So I apologize. And uh, I wish I, we were a better podcast sometimes. And then sometimes I don't. And this is one of those times. So, so, but uh, give us uh, a little you leeway. You're working on, you got coming up that you want to let everybody know to keep an eye out for? Um, I got a bunch of tools I have to be build jigs for. So I'm going to be building jigs over the next few weeks, which should be fun. Yeah. So you're getting so what's a, jiggy with it? What kind of jigs it? are you going to be building? Um, I'm going to be building a what I call my 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 uh, table saw um, sawmill, um, which I use for just about all kinds of stuff. I use it for cutting limbs in half. I use it for tapering legs, doing uh, multi-axis leg tapers. I use it for turning things round on the table saw. Um, mm -hmm. So that'll be a thing. Um, table saw sled, of course. Uh, I'd like I'll probably set up a nice system on this for doing um, mortise and tenon or tenonry uh, on it as well. And a half a dozen other things that, you know, people tell me I shouldn't do. Um, so I'll be doing that. I've got a couple bandsaw builds. Hit him in the face. I've got a couple bandsaw builds I got to do um, for that. So we have those there for um, resawing and a few other little tricks and things I do with a bandsaw. So I'll be putting those out. Um, we have a couple bigger builds coming up. We got the we got the greenhouse build coming up. Uh, we got a drill power, a couple drill powered builds on the roster now. So it's busy. We got lots of works. To, I got lots of works to do. Uh, we are just getting ready now. In about two weeks, a little less than two weeks, we'll have our first official members of Maker of the Maker's Playground, which is really cool. And uh, they'll be here on and off creating content for their social media channels, and I'll be sharing them as they, as they're doing that. We are adding. Can I come? Can I come? Yeah, of course. We are adding a. <laughs> we added a class for people who are interested in websites and how to build a. We've got one of the probably one of the best website guys I know uh, coming to teach a class about um, website. That's no, not you. <laughs> so, 
Like, Jesus. Like, Go straight for the feelings, you dick. I did, you don't have feelings. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it's true. You know, so he's going to be here teaching a website class. That'll be an afternoon, probably a Saturday afternoon deal. We have 3D to CNC coming up, which is going to get scheduled here next week. We're working on the times for that. And then we've got um, a bunch of classes on jigonometry. I'm starting to put that into works after working on it for the last two years on and off. We'll start having those classes available soon, soon too, for uh, the art and science of making jigs to accomplish all the little tasks you want to get done in your shop without having to get, you know, $10 million pieces of equipment in your shop. So I'll be doing that soon. So lots of fun stuff coming down the pipe. It's just uh, all that good things. I'm working on a working on some really fun stuff that I'm not sure when I'll be able to share. Uh, but that that's huge. That's um, mm. you know, that's like out. I've of, got some. That's literally I've got some ideas to give you that uh, uh, they'll probably bore you to tears. But uh, remind me to talk about that with you off air. Okay. So yeah, and I'm I'm working on something that may end up in someday end up in space, which is really cool. So. Jesus, that's the one thing I can't wait to talk more. Drill about powered, that. drill powered monkey. No, no they still no, put monkeys no. in space. Can't, that's all I can say. Can't say anymore. So, all right, hey, but, Joel, how about you? Anything big coming up? Uh, no, Besides I'll be at WorkbenchCon uh, in a couple of days, and then let's of course, not forget March fifteenth. March fifteenth is the Atlanta, big Atlanta, Georgia. So we are uh, the maker meetup. We have all sorts of things. We've got Jamie Page coming in from across the pond. <laughs> Frank is coming in from Slovenia, right? Sylvania, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got all the peoples that are flying into the airports or driving or U-hauling or generally oh, yeah, that's making that, their way. We have that to do next month too, don't we? Yes, we do. That is next month. Holy, wow, that's coming quick. Yep. I wanted, yeah, it is. I wanted to build something fun to bring. Might not have time now. Dang it. You better make time. Hmm. Uh, you can you want to help me on the you want to help me on the very special axe throwing project we're gonna we bring in that to the show we're just gonna have it you're just gonna have axe throwing at your party <laughs> i'm gonna have axe throwing at the, at the party the axe the axe throwing will be right next to the um place where we serve all the booze just so you know that's <laughs> that's true by the way there's two games there's gonna be axe throwing and axe catching yes <laughs> so <laughs> The prizes are bigger for this ladder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the prizes uh, are much you, better. Well, we'll let you get to your uh, your fishy taco thingies and uh, and all that. But uh, thanks everybody for uh, stopping in to listen. Um, thanks everybody who sent us some messages over the last week and comments. We we appreciate that. And uh, and if you got anything you want to hear us talk about on future episodes, um, please hit us up. I'm gonna get off the air and then check my goddamn microphone. Um, see what the hell's wrong with it and figure out what all that is and uh, maybe it's time for a new computer too so but uh, that's it everybody thanks again for stopping by and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode ciao see you everybody bye y'all